Welcome to the Sound and Marketing Podcast. Today, we pick up where we left off on my social audio interview with Ahmed of Witlingo. We were talking about using our imaginations and exploring audio as an enhancement, not a replacement. I'm your host, Gina Isham, owner and founder of Dreamer Productions and Sound and Marketing Learning. I create, consult, and educate brands and individuals on the power of sound in marketing. To learn more about sound and marketing, check out some great resources, take some courses, and join a cool community, go to soundinmarketing.com. If you're a brand that needs help navigating the sound space through research and or a consultancy, or you're looking to create sonic branding, go to dreamerproductions.com. That's D-R-E-A-M-R productions.com. Now on to the show. What would you say would be some common misunderstandings that people would have about social audio? Like, I, I think, for example, uh, I think that people look at social audio as like getting rid of something else. And I see sound in general as an enhancement. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, and I agree with you. I think, I think, I think that is definitely um, true. It has been true throughout, I think, um, since this, these, these digital revolutions, right? So like the internet, um, or let's start even with VHS. VHS is going to get rid of the movie theater, right? And the internet is going to get rid of the contact center, right? So people won't call anymore because, well, you know, they go to the website and they can find everything they need, right? When in fact, what happened really ironically is, you know, with the, with, with companies publishing their website, right? They published their phone numbers and calls went up because it was easier for people to find that phone number. Where it was before, it was very hard. Imagine, how do you find a phone number of a company? Unless you go to the bills and sometimes the number is not there. And I don't know. How do you find it? Now they go to the website and find a number. So the number of calls to the contact center went up. And all the technologies that we thought were going were, were no longer relevant, like speech recognition and all that, and routing, call routing, um, you know, all of a sudden they saw a big, big boom, you know, as, as the internet started taking off in 1999, 2000, 2001. There was definitely a correlation uh, with with uh, these technologies, and it, it probably should be interesting to to be interesting to find out, you know, if the internet in fact contributed, and probably it did, to the rise of voice, right, and, and speech recognition, right, and all these technologies that now we take for granted in these Alexas and all that. Uh, and I think the same thing with social media. I thought we thought that social media would displace websites. We don't have any websites anymore. I think we still do have, have websites um, and websites form a function. And then I think social, I think the social audio is not going to replace anything. Um, I think it will just be an addition. I think it will displace um, time spent at X, right? Mm. So instead of spending a lot of time in Facebook or a lot of time in Twitter, um, I think you will spend less time there, which is good. I think I think it's, it's better to have a varied diet than just like be eating meat, right? Um, if I can use that metaphor. Um, but uh, yeah, I think definitely. I think uh, so. That's one one misconception. I think it's it's uh, sort of like classic misconception. Oh, okay, the new thing. Uh, so this is, you know, the old stuff is uh, is going to go away. It won't. And I think uh, a second misconception um, that I would say I'm seeing more and more is is this thing where very quickly people are saying, well, social audio is toxic, right? Right, uh, because uh, it's very hard to moderate voice because voice is. Uh, you know, is ephemeral, right? And we don't have the tools yet to sort of like catch things before they're articulated um, and so on. And I think that's probably just, 
I think it, that's just sort of, I'll call it reactionary, right? Because first of all, this is new. And so it, it needs time, you know, it's time to evolve in terms of the tools that are needed for people to understand its value. Um, I think one should note that, um, one should note that it's much easier to start flaming other folks via text than via voice. Meaning the perfect should not be the enemy of good, right? So yeah, okay. In these, in these rooms in Clubhouse, some people have misbehaved. Okay. Well, um, if you are comparing it to perfect, yeah, okay. It's not perfect. But what if you compare it to, I don't know, a, a, a um, you know, a Facebook, uh, you know, page. Brand. <laughs> Rants, right? Facebook, where people are just insulting each other, you know, on and on and on and on and on, right? And these insulting people insulting each other, they are all feeling very bad. It's not like, hey, it's nothing, you know. It has consequences. People being bullied and all that. So I think I think that the people are being unfair um, by just uh, saying, hey, it's toxic. You know, I don't think it's toxic. I think it's definitely less toxic. I think I think you'd have to be, you know, a sociopath to be like ranting, you know, in a room. You know, caring, not caring at all what people are saying. You're just you're using your own voice, right? I think people are much less aggressive when they're talking with their voice. For example, right? I'm sure you do the same thing, right? If there is some kind of a conflict via email, misunderstanding, I stop the thread and I want to talk to the person. Pick up the phone. And as soon mm-hmm. as you pick up the phone, everything just dissolves because right. you're, you're with a human being, you hear their voice, you see that they are. Like you, right? Maybe you they had a bad day. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And it's just a human being and maybe they misunderstood and all that. And, and so it's the same thing, right? I think voice, I think inherently is less combative, you know? Um, and especially if there is a, a room of people who are watching you at the same, listening to you at the same time. Whereas text, you know, um, the person, you don't know what they are, who they are. You haven't, don't know even if they're real. You're just venting, right? So anyway, so I think I think all this will sort of taper away, and I think the real problems will emerge uh, as we move, move forward. Uh, problems that are worth solving. I want to use voice, and yet I'm still, you know, compelled or you know forced to look at the screen. Okay, how can we make a step forward away from that? Because I really want to use voice seriously. There was a, a study that Mindshare did. Uh, a couple of years ago, or it was like a, a digital short of sorts, and it was called Media Dystopia, and I'm totally obsessed with it. Um, but basically, they predicted that, um, you know, that the digital world just got so, there was just so much, and then people wanted a release, they wanted to get rid of their technology and step away. And audio is a way to do that. Podcasts, you can still get your information, but you can just sit with it and you don't have to look at anything. You can take a break. Your eyes are tired. You can move around. You can go about your day. It's a release of sorts. And then I also think about um, as we get out of COVID and pandemic and all that stuff, voice has a real life use. Um, you know, we're going towards a touch less environment and voice gives us the oppor- opportunity to help in healthcare, have automation for sounds and alerts and things like that for uh, nurses to understand what their patients are going through, but letting them sleep more touchless elevators and, um, you know, using haptic vibrations on ATM machines. There's so many options that we can do that will help us into this new normal that we're entering, uh, I just, I see so much functionality. It's more than just social. No, that's for sure. That's for sure. I think, yeah, I think, I think we are going to re-engage with the real world, so to speak, um, in a way that uh, we sort of disconnected from it for, for a while. I see, 
Um, I see, you know, have you heard of this concept called the Gutenberg parenthesis? Gutenberg parenthesis is, Gutenberg is a person, I think in 16th century, I think, or 15th century, who invented the, the printing press. So now you could basically print very inexpensively, as opposed to before, you, you know, manuscripts were written by people, right? And now you could just set up and, you know, create, you know, newspaper or books and all that, right? So then that sort of created the explosion of, um, of the written word, you know, in a scalable way, right? So now you could propagate information uh, to tens of thousands of people in a way that is cost-effective, right? Um, and so the written word became the preferred way to communicate with folks, right? Before that, it was mainly oral, right? It was very expensive for people to own books or to write or they didn't know how to write, right? Um, and so the, the Gutenberg apprentice that thinks there was a apprentice that started at that point that maybe it's closing now because we're going away from the written to the oral, right? So meaning we can it's communicate. It's repeating itself. <laughs> yeah, sort of. I don't think it's we're going back. I think it's just an interesting um, way of framing things. I think the written word will remain, of course, and all that. But I think what's going to happen is perhaps the written word will have less of a central the visual and the, and, the, and the written will have less of a central place to play in communication between folks. Yeah, no, it's it's very interesting. I feel like every like pinnacle moment of a uh, new kind of mass communication has always had its naysayers, has always had um, a moment where they're just saying this isn't going to work. Uh, and then it does. So uh, I definitely I, de- I mean, this is preaching to the choir, but voice isn't going anywhere. It's going to it's going to get um, more powerful. It's going to be uh, more. Um, what's the word? refined uh, mm-hmm. and more defined it's going to make more sense my friend and i we used to make fun of um when someone would leave a, a message like a voice message and you'd go into google voice and it would trans or it would say it it would say what the message was and it got it so wrong and it was hilarious <laughs> like the words that they would come up with we couldn't make fun of it for too long because it fixed itself yeah and yeah. um so just with time and with resources with the data data because yeah, with you data. Know. Mm-hmm. Those, you know, those, uh, those audios are being used by Google to train a thing they were, because there were human beings behind and they were taking that audio and they would transcribe it and say, you see, this is what, this is what you should have done. This is what you should have transcribed, right? And would learn, right? Uh, and now we have what is being called like superhuman speech recognition, meaning it, you know, somebody mumbles and the thing understands and you don't understand. Right? It's true. It's here. And so, <laughs> which is interesting, right? Because now, we used to be at, I remember a time where it was like felt hopeless, right? Okay, we'll never get there, right? This is just, speech is just too hard, right? And now we're getting to a point where it understands better than a human being. But I think, um, I think, I think what's interesting is this, right? Uh, this, this sort of, um, I would call it virtuous, a virtuous, uh, circle. And that is that we start somewhere. Um, and we are able to collect data at a very slow rate and we make some slow progress. And, but that progress allows us to collect more data, which allows us to speed things up, right? Because we're making more progress. We're collecting more data. And now there's so much data out there that any, any language you want to build, any, even the most specialized languages, you can collect data very quickly because everybody has a smartphone, right? Uh, everybody ex- has access, not everybody, but most people have access to the internet, right? And so that, um, so that the collection of data is is now 
you know, something that is not that expensive or as expensive as it used to be, right? I think there is a reason why why Echo happened when it happened, right? It happened. It couldn't have happened if the smartphone was not there. Mm-hmm. It, have, it wouldn't have happened if the you know the ability the, if Wi-Fi was not there. It just couldn't have happened because the, the data collection would have been a lot more expensive, right? Um, it couldn't have happened if uh, the smartphone hadn't been uh, mass produced to such an extent that you have all that those pieces of hardware that you needed to build an Echo uh, very cheaply, right? Um, so. You know, technology usually, if you go back, there's a story to, to why it happened and how it happened. And in both in terms of hardware and software, I think you just had to go through the phases of an internet, you know, and then, you know, s- s- smart, smart devices. First of all, it was like Blackberry, right? It allowed people to like get hooked on the notion of I can do things wherever I am. And then the smartphone where I want to do things wherever I am, but more than just email. And then when everybody had a smartphone, all that factories all over the world could produce these things cheaply. And so you could go to the next thing, um, in addition to getting all the data that you, that you need. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Can you share anything exciting that's coming or something that you're excited about that's coming down the pike that people should know about? Well, right now my life is revolving around the launch of a product in our company. So I'm going to be very selfish and just talk about that a little bit. Please do. do. (laughs) Because I think it does reflect, we're not going to be the only ones who are going to be doing things like this, right? Um, But it has to do with social uh, audio. Um, And our focus is on uh, solving a couple of problems that are emerging in uh, what is being called synchronous social audio, meaning uh, we're all at the same time listening to the same thing and talking at the same thing, and it starts at certain, it starts at three o'clock and ends at four o'clock, right? So it's time box as well. Okay, so the biggest problem that's emerging right now is uh, the problem of moderation, right? Making sure that bad things are not said, um, and that's a big problem that brands see because there's liability, right? So if this room is being sponsored or is being hosted by, I don't know, um, IBM or by, you know, uh, giant food, whatever it may be, right? Uh, somebody might say, well, I was insulted in that room and this is your room and you have lawyers and you have insurance, so pay me a million dollars, right? <laughs> right? Um, so, so there is that uh, kind of um, reputation. So the way we are sort of approaching that is enabling these brands to launch what we're calling social um uh, audience stations, audience stations, right? Um, and they are, um, they are a way for the audience. It could be your fans, it could be your customers, your prospects to share something using their voice and have that audio be available for somebody in your digital marketing team to make sure it's good, right? So you get an alert. And you know, so we're building filters that give you that, Hey, there's profanity here or, hey, the sentiment is negative and a couple of other indicators to allow you to quickly say, hey, this is kosher, let's let it go um, or no, let's let's uh, decline it. And by letting, letting it go, uh, you're able to deliver it in multiple formats. So one of them is a stream of audio with some background music and you hear all these people saying things, right? Um, for example, we just uh, just to prototype saying, actually, we're more, we're more around the, the beta phase. Um, we, we have this uh, uh, audio station called LingoFest, right? So if you go to withlingo.com forward slash LingoFest, you'll be able to see a demonstration of this. So all the people who presented at LingoFest and you, I invited you, so you should uh, uh, post it, people can hear your voice. They say uh, 30 seconds of something about uh, their experience, right? 
and then and then you hear them behind you know, with, the, with some background music and it sounds really nice because everybody gets a turn to say something right that thing is safe um because it was vetted by somebody um and it's an experience that allows you to feel um you know what other people are saying other people are saying but also gives you a chance to say it uh, but not in a pressure way where you are like live and you're an audience people are listening to you anyway so that's one of the things we're doing and i think we will see things like this uh where the iteration is to start including just regular folks right i think before this iteration was enabling folks who are pushing the envelope to like launch podcasts but not everybody has the time or the inclination to do a podcast but still they have things to say and they have things to say about multiple things right so the idea is can can they have places where they can go and and say those things and clubhouse and and these guys are one of one of these um ways of doing it and hopefully what we're doing um to calling in audio audience stations um hopefully is another one among other ways that uh, I think uh, innovators will will deliver i think in a year from now uh, seeing how things have evolved very quickly uh from nothing to hey this phenomenon i think the landscape will look very different no i agree with you i mean just in the past couple of years uh insane changes have happened so i can't even imagine what 2 years from now is going to look like yeah yeah well uh i We'll also promote uh, checking out LingoFest, especially if um, you are unfamiliar with the audio space. Ahmed had a, or has. Yes. <laughs> um, it's still going. Uh, he's had a lot of very interesting guests from all over the spectrum. So this is not just XYZ. Everybody's talking about everything. So um, definitely check out LingoFest 2021 if you want to get some more education. So thank you so much, Ahmed, for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Gina. Take care. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on all the major podcast channels. Share with your friends, follow, and rate. Spread the word because, well, more people should know about this stuff. I know you know that now. For any other inquiries, you can find me at Dreamer Productions, that's D-R-E-A-M-R, productions.com, or soundinmarketing.com, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also email me at Gina, J-E-A-N-N-A, at dreamerproductions.com. All links will be provided in the show notes. Let's make this world of sound more intriguing, more unique, and more and more on brand.